This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. That's right, I'm DJ Spider, coming to you live, or coming to you pre-recorded, but I'm doing it live. You know, we're figuring this out as we go. This is episode 53. We've been doing this now for a while. We've been doing it pre-COVID, post-COVID, or mid-COVID. We don't know where we are in the COVID times, but... It has been a learning experience. It has been a lot. And um, I'm hoping that this podcast brings you some connection, some info, some inspiration, anything like that, even just some laughs. I'm here for you. And you guys obviously have been here for me. I appreciate all of the feedback, messages, questions, the help that I get from you guys. Uh, make sure you hit me online at DJ Spider. You can find me on Instagram at DJ S-P-I-D-E-R or on Twitch. Same thing. Twitch.tv tv slash dj spider um it's been great connecting with you guys on there um and on the last episode we had scratch bastard he had amazing insights i think uh, i learned a lot from it everybody can learn a lot from it so go peep that if you haven't um and yes this podcast is made possible by and brought to you by beat source shout to the beat source family constantly expanding and coming up with new ideas new playlists and all kinds of stuff if you don't know already beat source is the new digital uh, music service for open format djs and if you have not been on there go peep it they're constantly expanding they just um implemented something in the new serato with beat source link where i think there can be like 60 playlists preloaded into your serato if you want so um this is really the future of the way djs can access music and have have access to everything in their library straight from the cloud you can also save it offline um it, it's it's insane and also this isn't you know here to replace everything you can still have your own edits you can still have your own serato library record in vinyl put it in there but BeatSource link and BeatSource gives you the ability to access music in a way that was never possible before and it's amazing it's the future of the way we as djs will be getting music so hit me if you have any questions about it or you want to get into it go sign up for that free trial um and hit the people at beat source uh you can dm them and they will you know show you what is up uh we just did a pretty dope contest with phase shout to phase where they had a classic rock playlist on beat source and the contestants had to utilize that you know to come up with a routine i think with at least three songs it was crazy the amount of entries, but also the creativity that the people brought to it. And the top three winners were so dope. It was really inspirational, made me want to go practice. Um, so huge shout to them. Go peep phase and beat source. They posted up their routines on there. Really dope. Um, and uh, I need to say, you know, we lost a legend, absolute legend in the game this week. DJ Spinbad, rest in peace one of the best to ever do it um some of the most innovative creative 
uh, and amazing mixtapes that ever had been made. He was a tour DJ with Russell Peters, uh, along with starting from scratch from Toronto. They would do these unbelievable two by four sets that were just a masterclass in DJing and freestyling and improving, and they're unbelievable. Shout to starting from scratch. I saw on Twitch he was playing some footage from it and telling stories, and it's just a tragic huge tragic loss to the dj world um and you know i just hate to see it so you you know i just my sending out my condolences and love to his family and friends and everybody uh that knew him and the entire dj industry it was a it was a massive loss dj spin bad rest in peace um all right so let's get into it you guys episode 53 i gotta give a shout out to all my beat sorcerers for rocking with us thank you guys um on this episode we have got a great guest coming from really far away uh probably the farthest uh distance guest from los angeles that we've had coming from adelaide australia um which you know dj stuff aside it was so interesting to talk to someone that's in australia right now because they just hit zero covid cases um he said it's basically he's out there like normal people still aren't allowed to dance which is interesting because i guess they can't come face to face but besides that um they quarantined they wore the mask they did what they had to do and they got rid of covid and i hope it stays like that um it was really really interesting to hear about that um but besides that this is some Somebody that I think you guys know without even knowing his name. You've heard his music. Um, he's produced songs like Bend Over featuring Little John and Tyga that I think almost every DJ plays in their sets. It's a classic party rock uh, type song. He's produced songs for... Uh, Far East Movement for all kinds of people and pre that he was doing this Melbourne Bounce Melbourne Bounce music um, and uh, EDM stuff that I was playing in Vegas Um, he's really had an evolution in his career he's also had an evolution of names Um, so uh, and recently he's been working on beats like really dope beats and putting stuff out there building it up on his TikTok and all the different platforms and been in the studio with people like scott storch jermaine dupree usher little john um his recent productions were uh something with pitbull and little john damn i love miami off the bad boy soundtrack he did the new usher ludicrous little john song sex beat um which was the follow-up they haven't been on a song together since yeah so it's pretty unbelievable um and um he, you know, he's done a ton of stuff. I could list it all off. He's gotten millions of plays on, on his remixes and, and productions. But I think, you know, this episode was so interesting. Not only is he a funny, cool guy that's really great to talk to and puts us up on all kinds of Australian slang, Australian music, like drill music from Australia, rappers I never heard of that I, I'm checking out now. Um, he also gives us insight into uh, how to get beat placements, how DJing can influence your production and lead you down that path if you if that's where you want to go um and he he talks about uh you know having managers booking agents all the things he's learned in his career so i had so much fun recording this episode one of the funniest episodes uh that we've recorded so far and um yeah you know without further ado let's give it up for my man dog we got dogs in the background. We got dogs in the foreground. Dogs, <laughs> dogs all around. Where are my dogs at? 
where my dog's at. <laughs> I bring out the best or worst in them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As soon as you come on the screen, all the dogs like, start barking. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice that uh, I was listening to your um, Post Malone remix um, yep, right yep. before this, and you yep. had like some dog chants in the end of it, oh, right? Yeah. It I'm so- trying to put as many as I can, like like make it a staple of of the of the project i thought it was dope i thought it was like a good branding thing right there because everybody's like yo let me get that chant hey hey you know and i'm like no you're using a dog like that's the perfect (laughs) and and so i like i've like elevated it i think now with the newer production like feeding off of like you know the asap ferg oh 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 you know what i mean like using it as a chant like that because there's so many good barks there's like people there's so many samples on Splice and shit that aren't even barks, but they sound like a hound, you know? It's yeah, like, oh, you're right. Oh, and, and yes. you know, just use... And, and I've got... Uh, it's not from Atomic Dog, but you know... <laughs> the yeah. pants? The dog yeah, pants? Yeah. Like putting that like at, instead of shakers? Oh, that's a good like idea. That. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> to keep the tempo with like the breathing of a dog. Yeah. Oh, it's, that's tight. You could do a lot of remixes. Oh, that could be a, a good... Uh, tiktok thing for you i know you're growing your tiktok but i've seen people take Just like started. the dogs like wagging their tail and it's hitting like the fridge and then they make a beat out of yeah. it like it's yeah. like tat 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 <laughs> like yeah that'll you can go viral make the i've seen people make like funky beats so you can make like a trap crazy trapped uh, out like a trap hip-hop fucking dog beat yeah exactly yeah. i mean you you call your sound um junkyard bass right yeah yeah i like well, that I mean, is that? Yeah, that's, did did that's, I just make that up? <laughs> no, 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 no. We were calling it that for sure. Um, I've I, I stopped doing the project a little bit during like uh, last year because okay. I had the injuries in my arms, as we we've spoke about before. Right. Um, and since then, I've kind of shifted it away from the trap, and I've, it's mainly just hip hop I'm making right now. With, dope, with the dope. project yeah that's what i it's noticed just my love you know I, as you can see exactly like, yeah. <laughs> yeah yes i mean wu-tang snoop Dogg. i see all of it in Fuck the background yeah. and i know a lot about your history but you know that's what i want to get into on the podcast is like um i think a lot of people probably know you and don't know you you know what i mean if, if you were to yeah. play some yeah. of your tracks they'd be like Oh, okay. I know him by this name, this name. You know, so you yeah. you've had multiple names uh, through yeah. your career, um, but the beginnings of it, you you were a hip hop producer, hip hop head, hip hop DJ, well, hip hop DJ. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't start producing until like fucking eight, nine years into my DJing. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so, so you're like, because a lot of producers like start producing and then get into DJing to like be able to, uh, yeah. to you know, um, to perform, per, yeah. yeah, to perform exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But you're like a real hip hop DJ from the beginning. Um, yeah, man, that's what I grew up like. That I, I feel like that taught me how to produce too. You know, right. like uh, everything from like well, I wanted to be a battle DJ at first. Yeah, and. I soon realized I wasn't that good. Like, I wasn't good enough. Like, I loved practicing and all that shit, but I was like, there was some really dope DJs down here in Adelaide and that were just technically out of my, like, above my level. But then I'd start, uh, I was huge into DJ Rectangle mixtapes. Yes. And there's a crew down here, well, was a crew called Club Join All Stars. And it was like DJ Motto, DJ Tickles, and uh, Peter Guns. 
and they would do these rectangle style mixtapes but i just like their shit so much better and but when i was growing up i was confused like i i couldn't tell like at the beginning like a dj intro i was like fuck how do these cunts do this shit they must have 10 turntables and 15 arms you know same same thing and i know yeah when i realized that it was like a a layering thing like it was a production that's what i fell in love with more than the actual like battle skill set type of yeah. stuff like i fell in love with that side of djing as well as everything else but that side of it and that's kind of what taught me how to to like produce you know like yeah. learning all the all the programs and all that shit and how exactly. to make a mashup and that's the beginning of production really Exactly. I, I agree. That's that's like, um, you know, you learn about the layering and how it goes. Same thing. I remember hearing DJ Premier or even like on Outcast, mm. Wheels of Steel. I'm like, how is he yep, doing yep. the scratches back and forth? But there's no way yeah. he's doing it. And then I finally got a four track and I was like, oh, I can record one track, then the next track. And it sounds like I'm talking to myself on the turntables. Yeah. And then yeah. you learn like, wait, I could put a drum beat and then put something over it. And it's like yeah, the beginnings yeah. of all of that, right? And then wordplay was always like i just fell in love with the wordplay in in mixtape intros and you know like like growing up on like snoop and dre and shit like that's why i took the name chronic because it was just full of samples you know like right it was it was like just yeah there's a lot of chronic word play you could do within there yeah so i was like yeah I, i need to use that as a name and then you know i actually started on do you remember adobe edition um I don't know, actually. It was do- this like shitty PC like audio recording program, and okay. it didn't even have multi-layer. And so I would have to record, and then there was like a record over button. Got so like it. I'd record one little piece, right? And then I'd record over the top of it, so it was like destructive mode. You know, like I'd have to, yeah, I could only undo once and type shit. And there it probably was. Like- was extra layers that i didn't even know how to use the program but right it was so long ago but it's probably kind of like um the if you auto loop on the s9 mixer now or like if you get uh the endless echo and just keep bringing stuff in or something it's like that like there's no going back if you don't like what you just did (laughs) into when i discovered multi-layer i was like what the fuck this is a game changer (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is probably the most basic thing i know but i mean that's all of it i remember hearing the first time yeah just like hearing just sort of loop-based music and just being like, wait, they're yeah. bringing in the next layer, next layer, just in dance music, you know, it was yeah. kind of mind-blowing. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. true. Um, well, wow, that's that's super dope. I mean, I want to learn more about uh, that stuff. And so just to give people background, like you said, um, your original DJ name was Chronic, right? Yeah. yeah. And with a K. DJ Chronic. DJ yeah, Chronic. K-R-O-N-I-C. And um, did you have a name before that, or was that it? Nah, that was okay. the first one. Yeah. So chronic. Like was I the- said, it was it was from the, it was from wanting to do wordplay with, and I was like, man, this is dope, and chronic means dope. So I was like, yeah, let me take that. Yeah, exactly. And so and so you were you were like a hip hop DJ as chronic, um, mm-hmm. doing stuff uh, in Australia in Adelaide, right? Yeah, yeah. That's where you're from. Yeah, and- grew up here in Adelaide. Started here doing mixtapes. I made fucking stacks of mixtapes handed them out kind of got big in my city yeah. then expanded around the country a bit more and it wasn't it was probably like oh maybe eight seven eight years into my career as like a back when you could get big off a mixtape you know yeah like building a brand and a name off of that that i started 
exploring other genres and like bringing them into my sets and getting into dance music that was more around 2008 2009 when that shit was like cool electro it like it felt like it was a part of hip-hop almost you know right well that's something i noticed um with, with some of the first stuff i heard from you i think was uh dance music like um yeah, I'm probably yeah. s- like kill you know probably not pronouncing the stuff right but like melbourne bounce right or melbourne bounce. yeah melbourne bounce <laughs> melbourne. that's how People should pronounce it Melbourne because, but <laughs> yes. we just say Melbourne. Okay, Melbourne yeah. or Melbourne, Melbourne bounce. bounce. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like that. I mean, to me, that was some of the dance music that really spoke to me as well because, <clears throat> like at that time, um, you know, I was also into hip hop or up tempo stuff. Would be like Missy lose control or things mm. like that. Yeah, but yep. the the Melbourne bounce had that raw element of hip hop had the bounciness and had the like the little vocal things and the way the chops were it just was like Mm -hmm. very bouncy and it wasn't as like no offense to like european stuff but it didn't feel as like cheesy and overproduced in a way where it was just like yeah man you know like it was accessible like and i was in vegas djing like a lot during that time and i remember being able to Mix it in. I could be playing like T.I., yeah. you could have whatever you like or whatever, yeah, yeah. and then mix in one of those songs double time, and then it would be it would work with the vibe still, and the yeah. crowd, you know, be like, everybody fucking jump, boom, yeah. but da, 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 yeah. you know, and like, yeah. it was just like the energy was good. Um, so, yeah, I remember you and um, someone else, you, you used to produce a lot of songs with, um, what was your Crunk. Part? Crunk. Yeah. 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 So yeah, he, see, we were doing... <clears throat> that's how I felt about the bounce stuff, but because Melbourne bounce kind of started after, just after I'd started doing, uh, getting into the dance scene, and there wasn't really a name for it. And they, the guys from Melbourne, really took it and honed it and made, because it felt like it suited more, like you know, the Chucky sort of electro and the stuff LMFAO were doing. And the yeah, urban, you're right. Like, it is that, related like, to LA the- electro. Yeah, it was it, like it was Dutch. kind of our version of it. Yeah, the yeah. dirty. It was like dirty Dutch mm. mixed with the LA stuff, and then your yeah. own complete thing. Yeah, and it it just it felt natural because that was a point in time when I was DJing that, uh, like doing the open format kind of style of DJing, playing everything. Yeah, I know that's a, a bad term, but I mean um, that's what everyone calls it. All you know, genre the, like yeah. I, I, you know, growing up as just playing hip hop. And then there was that time, you know, around, like, the explosion of, like, when AM was really killing it and shit, right? Yeah. Um, that you could, it, it went, I, I felt like, for me, it went from, like, I was looking, I used to be looking for the hot new record to, like, let me find that record from the past that will be unexpected. That was the cooler thing to f- than finding a new record. It was, like, what can I do with some old shit? Right. You and know? figure and out I a way to that put era. it together. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, yeah. it's open format. I mean, I think it was called, like... We could call it like party rock and style DJing because there was no it's really genre. It's hip hop DJing though, isn't yeah, it? Like it's that's hip hop started. Well, if you listen back to like Africa Bombada, I mean, yeah. all those, the pioneers, they were playing everything. They're mixing the clash with everything the same way. Yeah. So there wasn't hip hop music. That's what <clears throat> hip hop music was. Yeah, it all got built off that. So yeah. I think that's, that's the thing. And that's why it spoke to us in that way too. And then you could be like, oh, I'm going to mix in this Journey song with the new justin timberlake or promiscuous girl with then some other song i like and you know just kind of flip it all and then do yeah just put it all together so Mm. um yeah and then i think um like that um 
started evolving over time and um so what where did you go from that like you made that stuff with crunk for like a good amount of time um yeah i i kind of i actually had taught crunk to dj because i was doing dj lessons here in adelaide and he was a student of mine and then he just excelled in production and like that whole getting into the dance scene was like dope for me because it taught me how to produce like because everyone was like that was the thing. It wasn't really about DJing in that world at that time. And so, the, uh, yeah, that's where I kind of had to cut my teeth in production and, and really learn how to do it and self-mastering and all that shit. And so, yeah, I actually started fucking with this group called Bombs Away when okay. uh, they did that song, uh, Big Booty Bitches, We Want Big Booty Bitches. Yeah, the, yeah I have some that. of their stuff. Kinda, I, same, yeah. I would play their stuff in Vegas too. It was like... Um, very like minimal with like one sample right that would just kind of yeah, be like yeah. um almost like was, that gta sound and stuff like yeah that and they yeah. kind of got really big they in australia as like almost like the australian lmfao type thing and oh, okay so i was just fucking around with them like going on tour with them making records with them and then being crunk started writing songs together which just led to to you know a bunch of other opportunities and shit and our songs started getting played at festivals and around the world like the hey ho song that i had that kind of was did pretty well the swat yeah. team there was that sample from swat team that everybody fucking jumped which was my voice and i had put an acapella pack out and you know it went hardwell got it and mac j got it and it just kind of there was one i think it was like 2014 or something i was watching the uh tomorrowland and I heard my sample, my voice, like fifteen times, and I was like, "Fucking hell, that's I'm crazy!" Get some royalties for this shit, but I know nah, it was, it was, yeah, just trying to, yeah, like, infiltrate it as much as I could. You know, it was fun because it was all about partying back then. Right. That's like, uh, well, I think you have that in common with one of your collaborators, Little John, who also yep. his voice is all over everything. Put your fucking Fuck hands yeah. up. Probably yeah, the well, most he's used on another level. <laughs> Yeah. Right, but I mean, the, one yeah. of the most used uh, s- kind of vocal samples in EDM and in, in all of DJing at this yeah. point, right? <laughs> Fuck yeah, yeah. So same, met same him, thing. Uh, I met him through Phenom from DJ City. Uh, okay, in like 2012, because right. I was I was doing some. I think what happened was one of my mash. I did a mashup of shots with Bonkers. Yeah, and he had like got that from the site. And I met him in Vegas, like Phenom introduced me and we just stayed kind of in touch, but not like we weren't working at that point. You know, he was just like, he's mad cool. He's humble. He's always been kind of open to, like he keeps his eyes to the street, you know, like oh, he yeah. wants to know what's, what's, what's going on. And yeah, it was like probably two years later, I had sent him a record. Um, Phenom was like, you know, we can send him a song and he might jump on it or he might want it but we've got to be sure it's the right one. You know what I mean? Like first first impressions. Right, and, right. And so like it, I think it was in 2013 or something, uh, I had I had sent him 3%, which is a song I did with Crunk. It was like the nearly done version of that. I sent him that and he's like, man, this is fucking dope, but can you do something like that but twerk, you know? Yeah. And I'd never really made that. It was all 128 in terms of production for me at that point. Right. And that's where, you know, 
went into some old sessions pulled some synths from some of the stuff and remixes i've done and started fucking around and made bend over and sent that through him and that's how we started working together so that's so dope did you know like when he when you made that beat and then when he liked it and did his vocals were you like okay here we go everyone's gonna like like this is gonna be big oh yeah well it it was actually three beats in one and we ended up using because there's two drops in there and it's like it was literally that was kind of two ideas i had but he was like no let's put it together as one and when he took he he loved the beat but then uh i don't know he tours quite a lot so it took him like say three or four months to get back to me on it so right. i was like oh this is just a dream this ain't shit ain't gonna happen yeah, you know of and course. Then, but when he sent the vocals back i was like holy fuck this is this is something else you know yeah like he just really vibe with it i later had told him right what because what i did is this is me on some like dj mashup type shit I took the synths that I had and then I went and I found like I learned how to play yeah uh, 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 and get low uh, 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 and yeah. uh, snap your fingers and turn down for what learned how to play them and kind of just like tried to figure out the DNA of like what the the patterns he was the riffs he was using on his hits right. and then so like I was kind of jamming around them found a key that they hadn't used yet like on some real, real strategic type shit and yeah that's dope it worked yeah yeah it definitely worked and i think that your um being a dj helped that so much because as a dj myself i heard it and i'm like instantaneously like okay um i can mix this with these songs i'm gonna play it during this part of my set this is gonna kill it no matter what it's one of those songs that nobody has to know it doesn't have to be on the radio and people will dance to it which is how you know as a dj this is gonna work in the club and is, is somewhat rare you know what i mean it's like a lot of times you're like, oh, I like this. It's dope, but nobody knows it, so it doesn't yes. work. But that yeah. song, I'm like, yo, if I put that... And sometimes you got to sandwich it between a couple ones that they kind of know or that works yeah. with it. I mean, that's the art of being a DJ. But I think mm. that's where you use the art of being a DJ into the putting the production to like, here you go, DJs. I'm going to serve this to you on a silver platter yeah. of like something you could play. Yeah. Right? I felt like that was... So, the- Yes. I, I felt like the whole success of the song was because of the DJs and and the and the amount that it got played cuz it didn't really f- like it fired fairly well but it was mainly through you know people playing it in the clubs and like even after it had its rise and dip it was still you hear it in people's sets it was still something I could play yeah often you you know you're like oh this, fuck this is 2 3 years old like I can totally. retire this now but it was one that would just Every set that I could play any music like that in, it would hundred percent be in there, you know. And it I know just, it just not. It felt almost like it was a party break in terms of the way I kind of tried to put it together, you know. Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and it had yeah, those I'd, breaks like you would cut yeah. out enough of the beat where I would be able to come up with mixes. Like I have a remix I did of six, seven, nine, Fetty Wap, and yeah. like it to me, that's like my remix of that where I. It, it never got old. I still keep playing it. I hear people listening to it. It's yeah, got the yeah. most plays of anything I did. And I remember I would mix it with that record because there's a part where you would pull the bass out and everything. And I was like, oh, there's a good opportunity to bring it in. Yeah. Like I have all these different mixes with that bend over record. Plus yeah, the way you does. guys solo the vocals and I would be able to take like take them and scratch in between and then use that to transition to the next yeah. song. And um, that, I, I mean, that's could that's probably one of the reasons being John 
connected so well too because he's the same like he's a dj and like 100%. he's got that mind for it too the way that he chopped it up even more you know like yeah he he took it and and you know took it to another level like because we we worked on the record together you know like he's a right fire producer he, yeah he's yeah i mean he's like control. yeah and his mind he's a true dj like um Fuck yeah you know what i mean he's not like someone that was like djing i can make money off this like he's a real deal um, yeah it DJ. was it, it made it, it felt good right like to hear that from a producer like him yeah whereas like i had kind of learned my production in in a world of producers that then turned dj you know like yeah. a lot of the dance scene in australia was that it was it was you know kid producers right like nothing wrong with that but they they turned to dj when when they like had a success or i oh, now i've got to play at the club i've got to learn how to dj whereas i went the other way around and that skill set is with me today in my production like so yeah. I, I don't use i don't use itunes to listen to music i just use serato i haven't dj with serato in a club for like seven years but i still use that program every single day it's like where i build my crates where i build my loops it, my whole my whole life of listening to music is like oh shit i gotta put a cue point there i gotta like oh i could flip that i gotta you know slow yeah. this down pitches all that no shit. i mean that's so. kind of good advice to people is in the same way you want to give your song the car test you want to give it the serato test because yeah you want to see the waveform the color yeah. you know and you want to be yeah. able to be like if i put the cue point here what's going to happen oh this yeah. part could work oh this is way too long like when i listen to you know you can compare it and, and i think that's a good um tip like to djs and producers like put it into serato because yes that's a good place make to a little listen mix to it. with it yeah make a little mix with it i would do that nearly yep. all my sessions have like other people's songs in the sessions because i'm like i'm throwing an acapella there i'm throwing a beat in i'm referencing yeah constantly you right know? you want to reference like, like the songs that you would mix it with in the club like oh shit my bass is too loud or yeah. that's not enough or you know and just kind of even even like ideas like yeah because i mean any musician learns to play an instrument by for the most part they're like oh let me learn that acdc record or let me learn this you know they learn something on the guitar that teaches them how to play and then they come up with their own shit that's that was me but like with i'll put songs together it's like i'll kind of like the front half of that bass line with the end half of that guitar riff put them together pitch them down replay it change two notes suddenly i've got a brand new original out of two things you know right like it's and and i always thought that was kind of a cheating way to produce until I would do that in front of people, and they're like, "Whoa, like that's kind of dope," and <laughs> and so I'm like, it, "It could get, you know, might get you in trouble one day." Like if if I explained some of the fucking beats that I've made, like, and then the whole Marvin Gaye lawsuit motherfuckers come <laughs> after me. It's like, oh, that's a vibe you took from there. It's like, well, right, right. Everything's a remix of everything in life. So yeah, exactly. Especially music, like, right. We're all taking yeah. from the next thing, and and I mean, that's what even records you hear i hear records to this day where i'm like wait there was an original song to that or someone else yeah. made that before or you know even dance music you know i'm like oh this was a big song 30 years ago and the remake yeah it. like you never know so it's all about education and kids you know that are in the clubs or when there was clubs but yeah. uh, and when they come back <laughs> or you know in their 20s i mean they don't yeah. even know a lot of that stuff so it's constant education yeah. um yeah. And, and pushing it forward Fuck um yeah what about um so so speaking of like working with little john what 
have you learned from working with little John? Because I know you've done a lot of other projects with him since that. Yeah, we've, we have kind of worked on fucking stacks, man. We've got hundreds and hundreds of beats and we're constantly sending them around and we've had a few placements and, and yeah, done some amazing shit. I've Tell learned it. so much from him. Um, a lot of like, just, like create a lot, you know. He works fast and he makes lots and lots, and he doesn't settle on one thing, you know. I I was all I kind of I kind of learnt my production in in a in a world that was like, yeah, you got to focus on making that one record, and it's, you know, it taught yeah. me to produce faster, and you know, that's dope. Put it down onto the next one, you know. Put down ideas, work, and and yeah, really be a perfectionist and really like put a lot of time into it and if you've got one or right, i need 10 more like that you know yeah because because that's how you get better you know it's just make more and more and more put the hours in like he's he's a hard fucking worker and yeah it's it, it shows yeah totally no that that's good advice too is like keep you know if somebody likes one of yeah someone might like the idea of one of your beats but be like it's not fully there for me so if you have 10 more or 20 more that sound similar but are different i think you know you're gonna yep. you know kind of be able I, to i kind of learned those. that the hard way in a in a sense because uh so i'd had you know learned my production here making music for myself right yeah and at the time that I did Bend Over, I signed a publishing deal with White Shadow. Um, and so then, w w and I'd come to LA. I was coming back and forth a lot. Right. Um, and that time he was like, yeah, come into the studio. And it's, he started like throwing me in sessions with people. And, you know, it just writers and whatever. Yeah. And, you know, you'd kind of look up what they'd done and be like, all right, I'll make a beat like this because that's the type of shit they do go into the session with this beat that I'm like, this is fire. Play it to them. They're like, oh, that's dope. Yeah, what else you got? You know, like yeah. you had to build a catalog so you could like, unless you could create on the spot really quickly, like you want to have an arsenal of shit to take into a session. So even your best shit, they, they might take the best one you do and you might know it, but they're still going to ask to hear the other three or four as well. So right. it really made me like building my catalog is a huge thing, you know. I know. Just keep he making as far as production, like, do you, um, how do you organize your stuff in a, like, to be able to um, produce quickly, like you're saying, or produce the different styles? Do you have it organized like that? Like, okay, I'm going to work on hip hop. I mean, I know actually as dog, now you're going full hip hop. So you're probably just focused yeah. on that. Um, Pretty but, much, yeah. So, so do you build like, um, samples, loops, drums, melodies, yeah. plugins, all that that fit the style of dog that you all of your dog beats that you want to put out like that. Pretty much, yeah. Like I, I don't consider myself quick because <laughs> you know you can see a lot of. I feel like I, I don't know. It's the doubt in me that is like I can see that guy over there make something in five minutes, which will take me five hours, say, right? So yeah. it, I feel like I can get there, but i I got to spend more time. So, and and I'm pretty particular with when it comes to my organization with my computer, like same with my Serato and shit. So yeah, yeah, I've I've kind of got like my highlighted folders of, of the sounds that I do like. And, you know, I try to have it big, but not too big because you want to, you don't want to go to the exact same like drums every time, but you also want to, 
you know have a bit of it, like something similar they can recognize so right um yeah it building my folders i i don't usually to, to take into sessions i try not to make like loops if i'm going to make something on the spot i'd rather make the whole beat and, and show them the beat or actually create on the spot and yeah. then you know maybe have some go to sounds like you know my favorite sounds in omnisphere or serum or some shit like right. that and yeah but i usually yeah if it's talking about going into sessions i really like to have a few beats made because i just don't have that i have that doubt that like fuck i might be in there and i just have a creative block and can't create nothing new in front of them i know, you know? i mean so, do you get nervous yeah. like having to be in a session and creating oh, yeah. it from scratch it must yeah, be so hard hella nervous because i can't <laughs> play a, a lot of my stuff is like i said before is like I, I will listen to three or four things maybe figure out the pattern of them three or four and like notice the common elements in it and come up with an original around that and it's never something i've actually felt comfortable doing in front of people because it it sometimes comes off as like oh that's just a flip of that you know yeah so yeah it's uh it is hard but you know i've been thrown in the deep end many times and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but that's that's one thing i did learn from john too it's like you just creating in the studio on the spot doesn't mean you have to deliver every single time you know it's just if yeah. you're in a vibe having fun you know it's not going to be a hit record every single time you know like people have the ups and downs so yeah, yeah. like the creative process in la like it, you know as a whole the whole everybody working together in a studio is 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 such a dope thing that i kind of wasn't exposed to until i got out there right yeah that i mean that makes sense i mean w what are some of the things that are different about um i guess producing or djing um in australia versus in america with production it it, it does like i said it feels like the whole scene it, everybody works together and yeah. there's just this scene of like people going into sessions with other people and, and writing and you know uh, it makes sense the industry is is there essentially especially right la yeah um and there's just there's not so much of that here in australia um which you know there was that that there was negatives to it but then the positive was like you kind of had to learn how to do it all yourself you know it, yeah there was a time that i was like fuck I'm not a good producer because I don't know how to master my own shit, you know? Right. Like, whereas that's not a thing that, you know, you you know, you know, make dope beats, send them off to mix and master to someone else, you know? Like, right. it's, it's everybody's got, there's so many people of many trades, but then there's people that have like their specific skill set, like in LA, it's like all the best people come to the hubs to all work together. And yeah, that the main difference I think is that like collective working together. And right. that's just dope. Yeah, totally. That makes yeah. sense. And, and, you know, like you're saying, collabing and coming together and having mm. teams of like, you know, relying on your mastering person that you trust or even a mixing person, you know, the things that you're not good at. Um, I think that's something that people like think, oh, I have to do this all myself. So, um, yeah. yeah, like how important is it to you to have a good team in terms of like your business too, like you're a manager or not necessarily booking agent because I know uh, probably in your field, correct me if I'm wrong, you want to have a manager with connections that can help you get into the sessions or place your beats and stuff, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, 
I've had, uh, you know, Matt, my manager. I've, yeah, we've kind Matt's of been working together. Yeah, he's a legend. We've he's a legend. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a, he's a um, lord. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I I had often would often tell people that you don't need a manager and you don't want a manager that's not like really on your your side. You know, like we we were mates before we started. He started like becoming my manager, and right. so. It's been so beneficial for me, and I always say like when we work, when I'm you know working on a project, I'm like, yeah, we did this. It's always I, he's always included in in it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's something you, I could recommend to someone because it kind of happened by chance. You know, like he was a he was a promoter at the clubs I was DJing in the Gold Coast, okay. and he would pick the DJs up, and so that's how we became friends. I fell in love with that place, and I'm like, I need to fucking move here, so I just. Like I ended up living at his house for a little bit, and you know they, they, we were just friends then. And I was it was when I was starting to get like my first interstate gigs around Australia and kind of blowing up there. And he was he was like, yeah, let me let you you should take all them gigs, them separate gigs you do, and we'll kind of package it as one like national tour. I'll handle some logistics, and it just kind of happened naturally, you know, like. Yeah. And ever since we've just been working together and yeah, he's kind of he was like me, like a bit of an outsider in the scene, you know, like I've always was yeah. Yeah. No, fuck I don't I wanna <laughs> do it that way. I'll do it how the fuck I want, you know, whatever's dope, just yeah. go with it. And he was the same, you know, and he had this like he had the equivalent of my creative passion for the music for the industry side of it and yeah, I felt like that was mad important to why we work so well together. That's super important. And I think that's, you know, something that people probably have a false illusion of is like, I need to get in with this manager of Marshmallow or somebody that's like so established, but like, you know, which isn't necessarily wrong. But I think that something you said that's important is have someone that has your back and cares about you. So yeah, even if it's yeah. just your friend and you're like, I don't know, I can't let my friend be my manager. Well, that's going to be the person that you're going to build your career with and that's going to care about you the most. And that's going to have yeah, these outside the box ideas. So I think, you know, like, yes, quote unquote manager, like you don't have to go on the search, but having someone that has your back and believes in you sometimes more than even you believe in yourself yeah, is 100%. important, right? Yeah. I like I I kind of got lucky in the sense with Matt because um like he was DJing and making beats a little bit back then but oh, okay. you you could really see his passion for for the industry and like he had a radio show actually um I don't know if he ever talks about this but he had a radio no, show I didn't back know in the this. day um and him and his mate uh, it would be a hit, it was a hip hop show and they would just play records and but it wasn't they didn't play stacks of records. They'd just play a few and then they'd just talk about them, you know, but talk about like the behind the scenes goings on of how it was made and it was like an industry talk and it was super dope. And then like I kind of knew from then, I was like, this motherfucker loves this shit. Like he knows more about the industry and he's not even in it yet, you know, than yeah. some of the people out there that are just trying to, you know, oh, that's the next hot motherfucker. Let me be on their side and take 10%, you know? like Yeah. And having that passion for the industry was like, important to me and you know it's how we got along and how, why we still get along so right yeah it's That's yeah great as as for like a booking agent um i have i've had a couple of booking agents and they've all been dope but it, it feels like to me that's something that 
comes when you've built something you know like it it comes after you've done the work and you know you've got to a level like i feel like there's only so much that a booking agent can really like build add to your profile you know yeah they can put you in the hot spots but you need to be something dope to be able to sell to the hot spots in the first place so that was always the approach for me yeah no that's true that's something that I think can uh, DJs need to realize that like if I had a booking agent, I would be everywhere, but it's like they're salesmen for you. So they have to, you have to give them yeah. stuff to sell, you know? And yeah. The, and you got to work 10 times as hard as them. You yeah. Know? Like exactly. You got to make it, you got to make their job easy. You know, you want, right. you want, you don't really want them picking up the phone. You want the phone to be ringing for them. Yeah. You know? And, and then, it so makes you, sense 10 times. Yeah. They make 10% of it. So sometimes people are like, oh, this fool's taking 10%. Yeah, they're yeah. only getting ten percent of what you're getting, so you need to work ninety yeah. percent more. <laughs> you know, like yeah, uh, so Fucking that oath, man. There was, yeah. I think that was the some it was on Entourage Johnny Drama when he was trying <laughs> to get uh, Ari to work for him. He's like, man, you don't care about my career as much as I do, and Ari's like, of course I don't. Like, and it was right. just so obvious. Like it was uh, like. It was dope to me because yeah. it's so obvious. The artist it's the should, truth. You yeah. should give artists. Yeah, we could be so egocentric. Like you need to care about yourself more, and then utilize yeah. your team in the right way. You know. So yes, hundred yeah, percent. That's that's yeah. the truth. And, and, and oh yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, so, yeah, well, and I just kind of don't. I don't really like working with people that I'm not cool with. And yeah, you know, business is good, and you need to take care of it and all. But if you're having a count of a time, it's like what's the fucking point you know i've done stuff like that before and i hated it and it's like yeah i just want to work with dope people no i'm with you i'm gonna use that term now too if i'm having a cunt of a time then yeah <laughs> fuck that i'm out see we use it in in multiple ways as you know i mean it, it's, it's cunt is such good. a versatile word in australia <laughs> i got it tattooed here see Oh, wow. Okay, we need to put... Everyone, on, go to YouTube right now. Yeah. And check out my cunt. Check it's out his cunt. falling out, though. Um, <laughs> Your cunt's falling yeah. out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, this is our X-rated podcast. Yo, yeah, that's okay. that's amazing. Um, we got to see all the ways that you can use cunt. You know, like, it's so... It's so uh, all well, over the place. Well, if I call you a mad cunt, that's a good thing. Okay. If you're a sick cunt, you're that's a good thing. But... If you're a dumb cunt, that's okay. a bad thing. And then it's also like <laughs> if you just walk into a room and your mates say, oh, what are you cunts up to? It's just... just like you know, your bros or whatever. Yeah. Homies, homies. Or just... Yeah, I just saw this cunt fucking the other day. Who, oh, like, yeah. I haven't seen him in ages. Oh, right. But then if you to? say it with a little bit more passion, you're talking about someone you don't like, then it also could be bad, right? Yeah, these <laughs> fucking dumb cunt, hey. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Oh my god, that's great! Uh, but but the passion comes when you like. I ring my mate, and I'm like, "You are a fucking sick cunt," eh? and that's the, <laughs> that's the best compliment you can be given here in oh, Australia. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. So remember that if someone calls you, t- listen how they're cunt. saying it and what comes right before it, yes. and then decide yes. if you're mad or not. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. It's such a taboo word over there, but. Um, I know people hate it over here. They're like, "That's disgusting! Yeah. Don't say that word!" Oh my god! But I think in when you with your accent, it sounds so much cooler. That like when we say it, it's just like this. It just sounds. It whack. does sound harsher when Americans say it. Like it yeah, sounds. Like, we like pronounce like, the like that T and the C so hard. It. Yeah, you guys are like we, it just cunt. comes out of our mouth. Yeah, <laughs> we're like cunt. <laughs> it's like, yeah, 
It's okay. not as a it's not a novelty here as much as it as it is there. You know, like right when I was coming over there and having to explain it because I do use the word a lot. Um, is <laughs> a sick can't it? You know, it's a, such a novelty there, but whereas here it's just so normal. That's that's amazing. Well, wait, what about? So we were talking before about um, well, building up your TikTok, which I saw you doing these uh, DJ videos, playing um, the UK drill um, mm-hmm. kind of music, and um, you know um, whatever it's called. Uh, sorry, I'm like blanking on the genre names, but like you know what yeah, would be like drill. pop. Yeah, drill and stuff. But you were telling yeah. me that there's like a whole scene in Australia of like yeah, man, that kind of music. And I don't yeah, know anything like, about it. Yeah. I've I've only just started getting into drill over the last like year or so. Right. I guess that's kind of really it's only been popping over the last couple of years. Um, right. and really got into it mainly from the UK guys, you know, Dutch Valley, Heady One, them kind of them kind of dudes and you know right. I just I felt it was so fresh, like it was this new take on, and it's it was different from what I had heard from Chicago Drill, and it, it it was less about what I fell in love with, less about the content of what they're saying and like the music behind it. You know, it was a real kind of different and unique drum patterns and the sliding eight oh eights, and it, it felt like it was take a lot of sounds taken from like early fifty and Dre gangster, you know, the church bells and then like all that sort of shit that I love is in the production. And there's a, yeah, there's, there's a kind of a, a growing, uh, Australian scene. Like there's this group called one four out here and they're fucking killing it at the moment. They just dropped an EP, Dutch of Valley's on it. They on ASAP Ferg's album. They are on a heady one, you know, that, uh, ain't it different? You know, that joint, they're um, on the official remix of that. Okay, um, dope. But yeah, like they they're really kind of killing it, and there's this dude Kid Leroy who's kind of blowing up uh, on some Juice World type shit, and yeah, like artists like Hooligan Hefs, Lissy, uh, Rops, Rop Rops One, I think is how you pronounce it. There's this dude named Little Golo who I think is fucking dope. Yeah, and, well, wait, what's yeah, his name? Yeah, it's just Little Golo. Okay, he's only just released like one song like the other day and it's fucking hectic i love it Damn, you gotta, you gotta send me some of this block. you should make yeah. a, a playlist on beat source of all that kind of stuff it doesn't even yeah, exist yeah i'm gonna yeah i'm definitely gonna like i've only really like like you were saying like i've only just started uh up the the tiktok and and really really concentrating back on the djing you know like i had stopped djing for a little bit for a while because i was really just producing you know right and 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 working on music with some artists like that were more like indie blues soul type shit that you know like i always loved djing but it, it I, I haven't been really been djing you know that right too, that much recently right yeah kind of like a full circle i mean i think that oh, um yeah, bro. you know something we talked like i was talking about last week with scratch bastard is being able to not get stuck in your ways but still look at older things you did and then maybe flip them into new things and use that for inspiration yes and it really yeah. seems like that's like what your career is based on and and you started out with the djing and the hip-hop and then gone into the dance music and then gone into all these different genres and then been a behind the scenes producer and then had other projects like i've heard um that you were doing the blues and 
mixed with hip hop mm, beats and yeah, all this yeah. crazy genres. And then now you've brought it all back to Dog producing these dope hip hop beats and um, now getting into DJing, which I see you doing these dope quick mix videos online. Mm. So um, I think it's cool, yeah, it, you know, you're tapping into your old stuff, but using it to push forward all your new ideas and your new inspirations, yeah, man. right? And I feel like it's the world has kind of done that and almost been forced to with this whole pandemic and shit like yeah like i don't know man it feels like the era of the early 2000s to 2010 is just it's the new crate that everybody's taking from for inspiration like you're hearing old records like old little john joints are now like the hottest records like my type and tapping oh my god yeah sweetie stuff with pop smoke and yep it, it just it feels so nostalgic like i feel like you know how uh, a song becomes old and then it's like, oh, that's old, but then it has enough time that it's nostalgic and it's like, oh, I want to hear that type of shit again. Yeah, like, like 10, comes 15, back around. 20 years. And then you're like, oh, yeah. it's back. I like it again. Or yeah, someone flipped it. Yeah. It's just so inspiring to be able to, to work like that and to see that the the rest of the world is kind of on that type of thing too. You know, it's like as, as, as much as TikTok and like social media is shat on in many ways like in the creative industries it it, it's really like it's a good platform and a good canvas to be able to like express ideas you know so like i'm my my mindset for making mixes and making records now is like how could it fit on that canvas make shit shorter make even the wordplay and stuff like that that i that i do and that it's like made for that you know yeah to be able to work there and there's an art to that too so totally i think that like whether people like it or not it is going in that direction of tiktok um being a musical platform in a way and like yeah i mean even yesterday i i helped out with this um high school class and they asked me to help with their beat clubs after school club and teach the kids like what i know about djing and producing and and so i did it and i'm like yo you guys have any questions and pretty much all the top questions were um are you on tiktok what do you do on tiktok who do you like what are you doing and you know i think a lot of djs and older people are like what the hell it's annoying i I don't like doing that it's all for little kids but in a way the more i've you know the more i dive into tiktok um it's pretty dope like you can be really creative i've been putting on i'll just put on like uh, an edit or a mashup I'm working on the thing and one of them it'll like go mad people will like it and then another one nothing you know or I'll record mm. myself doing a live blend and then people will like it and I'm noticing like how it works and how there is creative audiences that will yeah. take in what you're doing and like it you know and it's a cool way to and the stuff can um the stuff lives longer on TikTok is what I've been noticing. So like when you put something on Instagram or Twitter or YouTube or whatever, I feel like it gets that initial rise. And if a lot of people see like start liking it or watching it, then the algorithm pushes it up and the people see it. And mm, then it's like yeah, a few yeah. people have seen it and then it starts to like go down. But a couple of videos that I've had on TikTok that have done well, I noticed that they just keep going up faster and faster and faster. It's almost like it snowballs because the TikTok platform will just start showing it to more people, more people, more people. So this one video I had that was doing good in America and all the comments were in English, all of a sudden I start getting a million comments in Spanish and I'm like, this just hit like a new 
you know, different part of the yeah. world. And then yeah. I started getting all these German comments and I'm like, I don't know yeah. what's going on with the app, but it it's like going up and up and up. So I think it's something that DJs are not embracing enough. Um, and I noticed, oh, Beat, yeah. you know, Beat Source just started a TikTok. I have mine. Uh, follow me, DJ Spider. It's D-E-E-J-A-Y-S-P-I-D-E-R. And yours is Buried by Dog. Buried by Dog, yeah. And Dog is D-A-W-G. That's right. So Buried by D-A-W-G. Follow him on there. Give him a follow. I only just started. Right. I know. We all just started. You got to start somewhere. It feels stupid. But yeah. As as cringe as a lot of the social media is, there's so much dope art on there. As and and yeah. we've kind of been exposed to it, especially with this pandemic. Like, there's so many dope DJs and dope producers and that putting amazing, like really creative shit on the platform. And the ones that are the best are the ones that use it the best. It's like, and and you know, yeah, like use that canvas as, as as best as they can. There's so much dope shit on there. Of course, you're gonna, you know get caught down that trap of like the funny memes and 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 all that shit and right the challenges and that but there's so much i've i'm constantly same with instagram i'm constantly saving things on there and then shazamming i find so much new music from instagram and and now on tiktok like because you know the that's the way we consume all entertainment now and and right it, it, I actually I'm kind of loving it you know yeah and to be able to collab like I see people like some kid in their room that's like yo just made this song all of a sudden it starts to get big and then Charlie Puth will be like hey I'm gonna duet your song boom he does yeah. his own version with it and then the song goes insane and then you know so I love yeah. the uh, the ability for people to collab and same I always talk about Twitch on here but same thing where people are literally collaborating with disclosure while they're just sitting in their little parents bedroom you know what i mean like yeah, in yeah. their parents house and they're making songs with some of the best producers in the world yeah um you know and, and it's crazy and i find stuff i'll see disclosure go oh these are some songs i like and they put it on their playlist and it's just some kid in the chat that's like i can't believe you're playing my song it has like 800 yeah. plays you know yeah. and i'm like shit i love this now i saved it now i'm gonna play it you know so yeah man i mean it's, you it's never know the the world it, the whole world of, of music has just been opened up like that's what the internet has done for us like we can it, it's no longer up to the the major labels and the labels that hold the keys and like here's what's good yeah, this is what we're feeding you. We've we're now in control, and yeah, that means we have to sift through so much more bullshit because everybody can do it. Right, but but at least it's up to us. We got to find the dope shit, you know. And that that will all it does it rises to the top. Yeah, just because some like TikToker that does cringy stuff is getting billions of followers, it doesn't mean it's not taking anything away from you know the dope DJs and like the the DJs and, and uh, artists that are still blowing up off the platform by just doing dope shit on there. You know? Yeah. Yeah, because people like, like to generalize things like, that's whack, or it's like cheesy. Yes, there's so much whack stuff on there, and it makes you feel old to look at it sometimes, but like, yeah, <laughs> there's so much, yeah. but there's also really dope stuff, and it's just the beginning, and I think, like you said, it just depends how you use the canvas. I've seen people make little 60-second skits that are like, as good Amazing, as a movie, hey. you know, like yeah. just acting and doing funny things where I'm like, this is unbelievable. This person's going to become a yeah. huge filmmaker, you know? Fuck yeah, um, man. And so, even with Instagram, yeah. like TikTok's even next level for that shit. But like my approach, especially with some of the other artist projects I was doing, 
and making the videos for it's like well, I'm I'm not making a music video. I'm gonna make a 15 second what looks like a trailer, you know, yeah. because that's where people are gonna watch it. And and not only that's where I've been inspired from, you know, it's like that new record from whoever or whatever. I've I've seen it in a story and I'm like that looks fucking dope. Yeah. Watch the music video. I'm like I get 30 seconds in and then I'm like back to looking for new shit, you know. So using it like that that's and and that's kind of been my thought process with like what i'm gonna do especially for the mixes that i'm gonna do from now on is i'm not gonna make full mixes i'm really just gonna make like little intro type things because yeah because i feel like that's what the platform wants and i that's my favorite shit yeah and yeah like it also is how i produce too like when i get in a creative rut um which happens all the time I'll, I'll often be like, all right, cool. Let me just make a little mashup or a mix and put a bunch of songs I love together and then I'll start writing underneath that, maybe a piano or some drums underneath it and then just start stripping away the other people's records and, you know, creating yeah. an original out of that. So, yeah, that's a good way yeah. to break writer's block. Um, oh, fuck yeah. And are you going to, I mean, I, I know it's just the beginning of it, but I've been noticing a lot of producers. I'm trying to follow more producers on TikTok too. And I noticed that like, for example, this guy Cato on the beat does, um, mm-hmm. he'll make a beat and he'll go, yo, I need you guys to duet this. Let me see your bars. And he'll put it out and he'll get his, all the rappers will do duets to his beat and he'll pick the best ones and then he'll repost on the TikTok and he ends up getting like this super dope rapper rapping on the beat on the thing. And then the sound becomes really popular on TikTok as well. And who knows, the thing could turn into a huge song. Like, I feel like you could do that just from hearing some of your beats that are just like your, you know, dark and dope style, like you're saying with your specific sounds and then be like, yo, who could kill this, you know, and just put it out there. Yeah. That's, I definitely want to do stuff like that. And, you know, I'm, yeah, Yeah. that that I'd love love to to see that, you know, that'd be cool. I'm Even DJs like be it. like, "Yo, who wants to do a scratch routine on this beat? It would be tight." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, bro. And then and, and I, I go had and this boom like, over it. You know, fuck <laughs> yeah. I I had this thought process that like everything, my whole catalog. Essentially, I'm gonna make for the most part public. You know, like I will put my beats online on YouTube. That's what a lot of like so many producers do. I'll put them right. up on TikTok. It doesn't take away. For the most part, like, yeah, you might want to send some exclusive shit to an artist if they're asking for stuff specifically, but, you know, there's countless fucking hit records that have come from, like, beats that a producer had put up on YouTube. Like, yeah. Dior by Pop Smoke was like that. Like, that that was a beat 808 Mellow had put online on right. YouTube on a beat. I don't know if it was for sale, but I think, you know, like, a lot of them type beats and stuff like that. And, yeah, like, you hear countless stories like that. So, I feel like the plat the you you can make my Dropbox public essentially, you know, right? And so I can you know I can build and I can send it and do duets and I can you know build yeah. a brand off of almost like my catalog as opposed yeah. to you know just waiting for the placement because that that is uh, that does take yeah. a lot of time and it's a numbers right. game really. And the that's kind of like stuff, you can timestamp it like yo I put this beat out let's see who duets it and then you see okay I obviously made this beat on this date and then people are starting yeah. to put it out so if somebody yeah. tries to rip you off it's like alright I'm gonna have to call the lawyers and show you what's yeah. up you know but and yeah. And you can take it down too like yeah. if, if like if someone wants to buy it and have it exclusive you can just right. take it down from wherever like 
yeah, it doesn't totally. really seem to matter. It's whole Especially new, if it's just a beat. So whole new world. And I guess that's Fuck the yeah. beauty of uh, the, you know, like you said, the pandemic and all the craziness. There's been so much awful parts of this. Um, but something good, I guess, is that we're so much more connected through the internet. Um, yeah. And the ability yeah. to do that. Yeah, as as hard as it's been, it's be, I think it has been great for the music industry because it like forced the hand of everybody to be like, all right, now we just for at least for this part of the uh, point in time, we have to only use online as 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 like how we promote and how we put out records and stuff like that. So it's making mad people creative and yeah like you see even with like the verses right like that shit was yeah. just genius but then it blew up even more because of the the uh the pandemic and stuff and right and that's how that's how i landed the usher the usher joint like because i i produced sex beat uh which is the usher single with little john and Ludacris, right which we had made that song in 2018 and crazy you know like if anybody's like worked in the industry, they know like just because you make a song, it doesn't mean it's going to come out. You know, we've, we've made many, many songs. Right. Together, and just because you make you a know. song also, I mean, think about how legendary the lineup is on that. Like you said, you were at home Dude. trying to learn how to play Usher. Yeah. Which is the song with all of those people on it. And you were yeah. before you even knew them. And then it, now you literally fuck. produced the new song with all of them that with came all, out this yeah. year. How amazing is that? Fucking crazy like so surreal and nostalgic man because um i actually i got that call from john uh in two thousand like 2000 i think 18 he was like yeah usher rang and and was like you know we want to get i want to get back in because they hadn't really worked together too much since like lovers and friends and stuff and you know walking into that session in there with him and uh jermaine dupree as well and it was like it was just surreal like making music with them and like listening to the stories and shit you know because they'd reminisce on you know how they made yeah or whatever like shit like that and that's it was, so dope it was fucking crazy and yeah just being able to sit in a room and create alongside legends like that who you know i had doubles of all their records right and, like that that's what i grew up on so yeah it was fucking surreal that's amazing that's so cool um, and, and also I saw like a lot of videos of them all in Australia, or I don't know about all of them, but Usher and John with you in Australia, right? Oh, yes. So, uh, th- yeah, what had happened, right? We'd, we'd done a bunch of sessions together, made, made a bunch of records. Yeah. And I think that, that was, that was at the start of, uh, him on the, the new journey of like, let me make some new music. So, right. you know. None of it came out. It was it was late 2017, actually. I think we first had got in and made okay. like me and John made, I think 40 odd beats for him, and we cut like maybe 10 or so records. This is a lot of Usher, like unreleased stuff, in the in the bank there. Um, and you know we'd you know just going along and and whatever, and then John gives me a call and he's like, uh, we, I've been booked to play this R&B Fridays concert in Australia with Usher, right? Like, so Usher featuring Little John, because they do this thing called R&B Fridays in Australia, and it's this festival that takes, like, nostalgic artists and puts a huge lineup of them on. And, you know, so, like, this one was Usher with Little John, Salt and Pepper, uh, T-Pain, 
TLC, uh, no, sorry, so, uh, Eve, Naughty, Crazy. Fat Man Scoop, Genuine, wow. you know, and give them all, like, a lot of the guys only had, like, a 10, 15-minute set, but it worked so perfectly. It was, like, this super festival of, like, nostalgic artists. Yeah. And John's, like, you know, because we work together so much, he's, like, um, Ash want me, wants me to put the show together. And he's, like, come along, help me out with it. And that was fucking surreal dude because we got in the studio and started putting together this concert set with like all these classic records of of known and mix and mashing up it was like making a dj mixtape but then having all the stems for the songs and like you know i made a mash that was like snap your fingers into you make me wanna wow which then they performed you know and it was like me and john kind of geeked out putting that show together as a dj set it was like a mixtape right it was almost it was almost more fun than making music with them in a way like I, that's a big call and i wouldn't it was more fun making music with them but to be able to like put a show together that mm-hmm. that they then perform and it just so happened that it was in australia that was just pure coincidence Crazy. which made it even better for me because you know we went to all the places that you know it was ho- it, that's home and I was able to come come out on tour with them because the job at first was just to put the show together with them, mm-hmm. um, and you know, like, but I just came on tour. If if we needed to make any changes, we we actually didn't make any changes. The show was ended up being great, and yeah, it was fucking such a surreal experience watching two legends put a show together and rehearsal, and then go on the road with them, and yeah. So dope. That's amazing. That's great. So what's it like now in Australia, like show wise? I think you're the first person we've had on um, that's over there. And I know as of now, like, I don't even know the date, November 13th. Oh, it's Friday the 13th. Okay. So it's Friday the 13th. Saturday the 14th here though. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're way ahead. That's what I learned last night in Adelaide. You're 18 hours and 30 minutes ahead, ahead, which I didn't even know you could do the 30 minute edition thing, but you guys are... (laughs) Um, like I was talking to you yesterday and it was later, it was a day later and later this time for you tomorrow. And I'm not even at that time yet today. It's four 30 here when it was already 5 PM. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I'm like, we were time traveling. So, so what's it like, um, out there right now, as far as the pandemic and COVID and DJing and shows and people being together, like what's the, the vibe, what's, what's happening? It's kind of different in each state, but for the most part, we're pretty good. Like mm-hmm. the only there's the only state that's really got crazily hit by it was uh, Victoria. Okay, and they've just kind of came out of their lockdown. Right, but um, here in Adelaide and and in most of the other states, things are open. It's just that a no dancing rule at clubs. Okay, so that's been a huge. Sorry. Um, that's all good. That, yeah. that's like played a huge part in like kind of fucking with the club scene and there's right. not really any festivals at yet like any Crazy. of the big sports games are i think you, you know you social distancing whereas right. like you, the lineup to get in there ain't no social distancing it's right really weird but yeah especially here in adelaide it's it's kind of it's been it, it's kind of normal you know we have really low cases but they still took that shit fucking hard like right they're very conservative right because you have almost zero cases at this point right well yeah adelaide i don't even know if we've had a case for like weeks you know 
That's and crazy. Melbourne, who was in extreme heavy lockdown, like have to wear a mask, don't go outside unless essential. They and it was still like that for a while. Have just come off of a, an eleven-day run of zero new cases. So like, and they're only just coming out of it. So it's like we, Australia, we've got a, such a lower population than over there. But um, yeah, they took it real serious here. And you know, right, but still, might it might be a different attitude. That's bad, but yeah, like, here, I mean, we're hitting hundred something thousand a day at this point, which is just crazy. Insane. I think we've only had like a few thousand deaths. Yeah, like, and people are pushing forward bad, for us. Like, it's, why it's, can't we dance in the club? Let's go out to bars. And like, you guys have zero and you can't even do it. So it's like, hey, yeah. guys, let's get a hold of ourselves. Oh, my God. But it's, it has been hard. For me, I was kind of lucky because I hadn't really, like I said, I hadn't really DJed. Yeah. I've mainly been just in the in the studio. And I, 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 I came back just before the thing broke out. I had to renew my visa which is still now in limbo because they shut down the embassies. So I kind of was forced back here and it just kind of worked out though. Like the, you know, love yeah. LA and all, but if you're not, if I'm not working, I, you know, I, I know. kind of like being here with the family. It was, I was able to reset and, right. you know, hang out and kind of think about what I want to do creatively for the future. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's important. I and mean, that's what a lot of people are going through right now. Yeah, um, I just I'm I'm a little, you know, I'm a little scared about what what the future is going to be for live events and clubs and and concerts because right. you know that shit might still take a while before that's popping again. Right. But who can fucking tell? You know, the world's crazy. I know. All right, can you even come here if you wanted to? I I, I don't know. Like, I don't. My visa is not valid at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, if I was to come, if we forget about COVID for a second, technically I shouldn't until I get it renewed, but the embassies are closed down for what I need to do. So, I can't do that. Now, can I get like a holiday, it's called an Esther visa, which is just a holiday visa? I don't think so, but apparently people are. So, oh. I don't know. I was, I, I kind of, this year's done. I'm here. Yeah, you know, maybe next year I'll like. I'm kind of looking at maybe summer next year, because it does seem like people are getting back to work, and you know people are getting back in sessions and doing stuff again yeah. over there. And you know, this year's been good. I've been able to be in this little room and just create, you know, and, and yeah. really think and like, oh, fucking re, you know, find new sounds and build new kits and like build my crates and all that shit, and just really like dive deep into that side of it, which. You know, you kind of kind of lose when you're busy, you know? Yeah, exactly. But it's good to get lost in get it back. all. What, yeah. So, so what, what's your, what do you have coming up or what's the stuff you're working on and like working towards right now? Um, just, I still got a lot of stuff with, with John that we're, we're sending out to people and there's some artists that I can't really mention until he mentions that. Um, yeah, all good. Hopefully will come out soon. Uh, I'm and I'm just sending beats around to people, making a bunch of shit, and gonna do like lots of the, you know, just the DJ mixes. But I'm gonna try put as many of my original beats in there as I can. Uh, I th- we do have a joint coming out with Sweetie. That's I think he I heard him say it on a podcast. So 
That would nice. be fucking Nice. Good. As, I um, mean, as you should and as he should. Like, I mean, yeah. she's using all his old beats yeah, from man. 15, 20 years ago. <laughs> it's crazy. So, like, yeah. And I, I know they have been working, like, because I think he touched a lot of them anyway. Like, he, he, you know, he added added things or, or at least got them the stems over to fuck with. So, yeah, she's she's always been uh, hitting him up and. I that, I I kind of love that that the that whole era is coming back and yeah yeah so just working towards doing more stuff like that and yeah it's right just been mad. I know even that mid tempo hip hop tempo you know type of um, beats you know what I mean the fact that that's coming back is really dope too yeah fucking oath yeah I love it, it I love it too yeah it's all about hip hop now which which I'm fucking loving yes exactly like we said yeah. full circle that's what the theme of this is like just Fuck yeah all of it coming back full circle and not getting stuck in your ways but remembering the past and being able to like update it and bring it into the future definitely um, yo dope i can't wait to hear all the new stuff you have coming out and and all that um wait just before uh, i forget where can everybody follow you because i know like we said you used to have other names and other social media that i used yeah, to follow yeah. so um what what platforms are best and what's the, your how do they find you uh it's all at buried by dog okay uh and that uh, you mainly just on instagram and tiktok and youtube okay um yeah that's that's where i am so and i i am starting to put some of the beats on spotify too uh but i'm i don't know if i'm gonna do too much of that moving forward i like the freedom of like youtube yeah and, the platforms where you could just i can take it down in in a day or put it up in a day I yeah like, i like that instantaneous shit and you can do that sort of with spotify but um yeah right so have you experimented with um twitch at all like or thought about doing um producer streams on there i have i haven't like i've thought about it i haven't got to that yet um I, and I really just fucking should. I yeah. know. I mean, it could I, be good. Good way to build with people and collaborate over the thing and just kind of keep getting your your stuff out there, I guess. Um, yeah, but it, it's also a big I, commitment, I think. So there's two sides yeah, to it. I kind of really haven't just figured out what I would want to do on there, whether it's just turn the camera on and create like from scratch. Like that might be something cool, you know, yeah um, well you could take like a couple beats or songs that you've already done break it down for the people so you have like something ready to fall back on and to talk about so it doesn't feel like you have to just be on the spot and then when you get yeah. comfortable with the people start working on it and even have them submit samples or something to you and then you guys flip it like through the internet or something it could be yeah could be dope it, that will we I, it, I wouldn't mind doing some of that like going back through some of the old productions i've done with people and yeah i would watch know, it pulling up some of the old sessions that i have like with far east movement or savage or something like that like yeah stuff that's come out and and reflip it in a modern way shit like that could be cool yeah uh, i see like uh do you follow kenny beats I, I mean, I love it. I love his channel so much, yeah, and that's what dope. that's what inspires that's... me to tell other producers to do it. And like, yeah. I love it. I mean, it's so cool. I'm I'm in his Discord. I'm on his Twitch all the time. And oh, so you're all over his shit. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I yeah, mean, it's, it's inspiring, yeah, and I just love the energy uh, of of his whole community and the way they interact with each other and him and and his um, 
way of giving advice to them, whether it's, you know, tough love type stuff, but, but mm. he's really like, it's, it's great. I love it. It's the future of uh, the way all this stuff can, can move. And I, it's really cool. And I think it's really helping the producer, especially in hip hop, like really put the shine back on them, you know? Yeah. Like, like it, you know, you don't just know them from the beat that they made for someone. It's like you kind of get to know them as a person as well. And yeah, like, yeah, they're, they're becoming personalities more right. than just more and than he, just the music as well, which is dope. Right. And it's, and he learns from the audience in the same way they learn from him, which is cool. You know what I mean? They're mm. sharing plug-in ideas and have weird inside jokes. And then he's going, oh, I'm producing different genres now and sh- learning how to mic drums on camera. And the, it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's a whole thing. So, um, yeah, I, I like the community. I think based. I'm going to, man. I think you've inspired me. <laughs> Let's like, do it. Push uh, me over that edge. To, I mean, to I'm like, sure Matt to, will be good at one. coming up with ideas and helping you. And uh, I'll, I'll help you. I mean, I would love to watch it. And I could, um, you know, whatever I've learned from my perspective, I could just help however that would be, you know, because yeah, I think it would Cheers. be cool. I think it would really, it would just be probably be fun and inspirational for you and other people watching and just be a good way to build up your all your stuff. Yeah, it 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 does. I am at that point where I've I, I feel I've been in the background a lot. At, yeah, at, for I know. The last few years, and it's like slow little small steps coming back out again. You know, like right. And, and I'm like, I might I should just jump head first. I mean, you got it built like in. I'm, you get built. Yeah. have your Discord. People meet you in the kennel. You know, they're coming in. Yeah, <laughs> boom. Where are your dogs have, at? Have my dog. Yeah, got your Where emotes. You already got yeah. emote ideas. People will be using. I mean, it's a whole. Yeah, the the paws and everything. Yeah, man. boom. Shoot. There you go. <laughs> uh, you should do it. Dope. Well, um, you have any um. I don't know. It's kind of like words. Do you have any words or advice for any up and coming DJs or producers or people that are going through hard times right now that um, things that you've learned through this time, the, the advice you could give? Just, I, I guess, just be as creative as you can, like, and realize this shit's not going to last. Like, you know, this, yeah. we're going to come out of this pandemic. And, and so if you can make the most of it, I know a lot of people like, Oh, just be creative. It's like, well, I know it is hard for some people, and I, I think I did get lucky. My circumstances just, it worked out for me. I needed to, I needed to isolate and reset and and figure out what's what's coming. Yeah. But yeah, take that time and really just you know, it, it's that time to reflect on what you really care about and what you really love, and then try put that through into your music, especially now because the world, it, it just. It, it it's just so obvious that the world is like, yeah, we want our creatives to just do the shit that they like. Right. Don't, don't follow shit. Just just make shit that you think is dope. Yeah. And there'll be a community of people out there that fuck with it and then you can elevate it from there, you know? And yep. it, it's really just DIY at the moment, it seems, you know? Like, it just, just get your hands dirty and start creating yeah, that's great advice. Exactly. I think it, like you said, it's, it's like the early 2000s or the late 90s when there was no rules and everybody's mm. just going to keep being creative and the right things are going to rise to the top and the right audiences are going to find the things they like. And there's, there's no, you know, rules. Just put in that work and have a good yeah, time. Yeah, it's the Wild West, isn't it? It's yeah. Dope. And just do things for, your, for yourself and it'll shine through and help yeah. you relate to other people. Yeah, for sure. 
Amazing. All right. Well, say you, cunt more. Yes, definitely say <laughs> cunt more, okay? Yeah, that's, it's, that's a must. <laughs> Am I allowed to try to say it with the Australian accent or I sound like an yeah, asshole? Go for it. <laughs> say cunt more, cunt more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sound horrible. Um, uh, I, love, maybe. <laughs> I love when people try the Australian accent. So I'm so it's bad. Sick. It's so hard for Americans to do an Australian accent. I don't know why. Yeah. We just I, yeah, sound... neither. We sound horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, yo. You sound great. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, I don't. I sound like a... Not a sick cunt or a mad cunt. Yeah. I sound like a stupid cunt. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You're always a sick cunt to me, Spider. Yo, you too. Thank you for being such a sick cunt. I appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Yeah, dog on the 20 podcast. We really appreciate it. Everybody go follow him if you didn't hear it before. Buried by Dog. Hit up his YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and hopefully Twitch. Uh, Coming soon. Coming. And um, yeah, he's got a lot coming. The shit is dope. Uh, the stuff I've heard is really dope. So yeah, really, really happy we got to reconnect on here and For take sure. care. Cheers, man. Send some of the healthy vibes from Australia over to America. So we can wishing you the best, man. Get like, better. I hope it all. Oh I just God, hope it all works out. And let's keep do your this. head up, please. All right, man. Great talking to you. We'll Legend. see you soon. Thanks, bro. All right, peace. Cool. Later. All right, that was Dog on the 20 Podcast, episode 53. Thank you guys for tuning in, and thank you to Dog for uh, talking to us from Australia. Hopefully, you get to make it back out here to L.A., and we get to see you in person at some point. Uh, But uh, up until then, stay safe out there. And um, thank you guys for listening. Um, Hit me any questions, comments, topics you want me to talk about. I appreciate it. Um, I'm, I'm here to help you guys and connect with you. So uh, hit me online at DJ Spider on Instagram at DJ S-P-I-D-E-R or on Twitch, DJ Spider spelled the same. And uh, the 20 podcast is brought to you by BeatSource. Join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. Peace. And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.